I'm Karen. I'm Kyle. Welcome to Let's Get Lyrical. The show where we overthink your favorite songs. Today, the song that we are going to be pushing through the shredder of our minds, fishing out of the garbage in our own private FBI headquarters is... I Want want It That that Way! By the Backstreet Boys. Before you hear our take on this lovely, confusing song, (laughs) take a listen to it and just... Listen to the words. (laughs) Really listen. Really listen to the words they spew at you. Mm -hmm. And then come back and hear us try to figure out what the hell we just listened to. I will say that until I actively listened to this song, I never saw a problem with it. Never noticed. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I never thought about it. I don't know why. Sometimes you just believe that... You believe it must make sense because they're just so earnest. And it's so popular. It's such yeah. a popular... T- like, someone would have told me if there was something to think about. Yeah. But there it, it crept up on us. This song was released in 1999 by the Backstreet Boys on the album Millennium, which used to be a cool name because back in 1999, we hadn't used the word millennium and millennial to death. So it was very, like, edgy and like, ooh, Millennium. That sounds cool and futuristic. And now it's the second youngest generation. (laughs) (laughs) It it was their third album. The first one apparently was like kind of a laugh. And the second one really like hit them because Backstreet came back. And this was their third album. Remember when artists had three albums to prove that they were worthy (laughs) instead of zero? That's right. Now you have to get it right in the first song. You get a single. And then if you're the biggest pop star in the world after that, then you get an album. And you get an album. I mean, unless you do it yourself in your closet. Then you get a Grammy. (laughs) (laughs) This song was number one on the the, the charts for a long time, but it was number 10 on the MTV slash Rolling Stone list of 100 best pop songs of all time. Is it based on the lyrics? (laughs) No. (laughs) It was written by Max Martin, who I do want to circle around and talk about, and Andreas Carlson, who uh, I didn't know anything about, but he's been big in the pop industry. He's written stuff for Britney, for NSYNC. He was uh, one of the co-writers on Bye 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 for NSYNC. He's written stuff for Westlife, which is a band that I know that Australia and the UK care about. I'm not sure if America cares about it. America does not care about it, but I am aware that they exist. Okay, there we go. (laughs) Um, Hilary Duff, Clay Aiken, Lindsay Lohan, Katy Perry, Celine Dion he's written for, but also Def Leppard and Bon Jovi he's written for. Incredible. Interesting. Yeah. Got a, got a leap there. We got a leap. But the other co-writer who I do want to spend a moment talking mm-hmm. about is Max Martin. Yeah, he's he's been big and is big. He is. He is pop music. Starting with Britney Spears' Hit Me Baby One More Time. If you have heard a song and it has been popular, you can probably bet that he was one of the songwriters on it. Yeah. Uh, he's from Sweden. He uh, dropped out of high school to go into the music industry because even at that age he was like, I know exactly what all pop music should be. What all pop music should be from now until forever. Like it's been 20, 30 years where he's just been like, I know, I know the answer to like, what's the next sound people want to hear. He's like the Nostradamus of pop music. And I don't know how I feel about that because on one hand, it is kind of cynical to be like every song comes out of the same brain just through different mouths all over the world like it it almost seems like a big brother kind of pop situation but on the other hand damn he's prolific (laughs) does he know what we want or do does he know once a song is finished to say well hey we'll just give it to these people who are already big so now everyone is subjected to my 
I think he knows. I just wonder like how much of this is mind control, how much of this is, is us going, well, it kind of sounds like something we've heard before. And then he's like going, I will give you more of that because I gave you the first one. <laughs> he's got some freaky powers, this dude. He has the third most number one singles in the world behind. Do you know who the first and second are? Um, wait, is this for songwriters? For songwriters who have had the most number one singles in history. Tim. Michael Jackson. Are you going to give me two? Um, Neil Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Grandpa. Okay. okay. All right. No, this is going to piss you right off. Okay. Number one, Yeah. Paul McCartney. Uh, and I thought I was going to say the Beatles, and I was like, that's not a songwriter. <laughs> Get number two. The other Beatle. John Lennon. Uh, (laughs) John Lennon, Paul McCartney, and then Max Martin. That's who everyone is listening to. Isn't that insane that it's like Lennon McCartney is what everyone wanted and like anything they did was gold. And then after that, it's Max Martin. He he's the one who everything he writes turns to gold. So these are the people who are defining our ears. I've written a little list of just some of the songs that Max Martin has written in his career, and he's okay. still going. Hit Me Baby One More Time right. by Britney. Raise Your Glass by Pink. Uh, it's Gonna Be My by JT. <laughs> and NSYNC. And NSYNC. I Kissed a Girl by Katy Perry. Shake It Off by Taylor Swift. Hmm. Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. I thought Taylor Swift wrote her songs. Sure she does. <laughs> Can't Stop the Feeling from Trolls. JT. It's My Life by Bon Jovi. I thought Bon Jovi wrote their own songs. Sure they did. (laughs) And of course, I Want It That Way was number one in over 25 countries. This is what we as a globe want to hear. (laughs) So bringing it back to I Want It That Way and Max Martin, part of why the lyrics are going to be discussed the way they are (laughs) from interviews some of the boys of Backstreet have, when asked questions about what this song means in the lyrics, have mentioned that Max Martin, at the time of writing this, did not know English as well as he currently does. That is clear. Um, <laughs> it's something to keep in mind. But, is- but this is kind of one of those things where, you know how sometimes songwriters say it's better to, to try to write a song on an instrument you don't know because it gives you uh, fresh more, perspective. Fresh perspective, or it just it helps the mind come up with ideas because you're unfamiliar with this thing. I um, see. Sometimes songwriters or, or people in the creative field will say that you're most creative when you're at your boundary of what you know. So his instrument was the English language. Well, um, among other things, <laughs> what I'm saying is... Like, could you or I have written these lyrics? Clearly people wanted this song. So, yeah, as I said, this song came out in 1999. It was two weeks before my 14th birthday when this song was released. And I bought it. Hook, line, and sinker. I did not for one second think there was anything wrong with this song lyrically or anything. It has this call and response thing that's intuitive but doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And if you think about it, it is quite surprising how enduring this song has been, considering it's a boy band and people run boy bands into the ground. I don't know. Like, see, the the boy band phenomenon is so weird because they sell well. The songs have lasted the test of time. When when it comes up at, at the bar, people of all ages and all ethnicities and everything, they come together and they know every single word and it makes them happy. But if you had asked anybody at the time this song came out, they would have been like, Bleh, Backstreet Boys, they suck, like a dumb manufactured boy band. But 
the music is there. Like, people love it. Adults at the time it came out who were anti-Backstreet Boys, now they're pro this song. Yeah. But, I mean, that's something that even Harry Styles has mentioned before, is that people love to malign the kind of music that gets marketed to young girls. But then at the end of the day, like, that's the Beatles, that's this song, that's all of Harry Styles' music. Like, so much stuff that is now household names and and now everybody knows has come out of that particular genre. Mm. So let us credit where credit's due and say the Backstreet Boys were maybe one of the greatest bands of all time. Uh, Let's continue. Okay. (laughs) Good. So... (laughs) I guess the question is, what do the Backstreet Boys want? Mm -hmm. In what way? And what do they not want? In in, what way? In that way. (laughs) My true stance is this makes no sense. (laughs) However, that's no fun to do this way. So So I've I've found what I think they might want. And I find it early in the song as we're about to see. And then I will argue this point for the rest of the song. <laughs> I really feel like it's going to be something like peanut M&Ms. Uh, oh, I really, no. I, <laughs> sadly, I don't have a, uh, I don't think they're being so vague as if to get a specific thing. Uh-huh. Um, but I hope so. That would, be, that would be amazing. I really wish I could read into this so well to say this is about Halloween and they want candy. Okay. <laughs> So, but I feel like at the heart of it, you really think this song is irredeemable. Even if it made sense, if we could find a way to grasp at straws to get it to make sense, if you can't convey a message clearly, then isn't it not good lyric? I think you're making as much sense as the song makes. No, if you can't, no. Have you heard the actual, like when they redid it to make it make sense? Yes, but I don't remember that anymore. No, I listened to it just last night and it makes all the sense and it is such a dull song when it makes sense. Well, I'm not I'm not saying this isn't what they should have put out, but I'm just saying that lyrically it doesn't make sense. Maybe mm. it's still a good song. Do you need to have words that make sense? Well, <laughs> see, what I think is that this guy, Max Martin, who is a magician of songwriting, has created like a soundscape of buzzwords and phrases that is like the perfect combination to like create the spell of pop perfection. Is that like how country music today just throws in trucks? And Yeah. I mean, it is, but this is like the pop version of that. It's right. just like put in as many uh, spicy rhymes and yearning phrases as you can. And whether or not it makes sense, you will evoke the spirit of pop music. And he has done that right. entirely perfectly. People love to sing along especially as we get older, but, I mean, no matter what age, you don't know all the words to anything. So the Mm. easier it is to spew words back. Just memorable words. Yeah. Yeah. And this has nothing but memorable words in it, that's for sure. Um, So should we we actually start going through it? Yes. So what we're actually going to try and do is try and make sense out of this as much as we can. See what this song could potentially be about. First word technically is yeah. Yeah. So I like that. <laughs> Considering the last few songs we've done have been intensely negative, I think that this starts off with a very earnest, yeah, like that's a positive, like I think things can happen. You know, it's not cynical at all. It's not like Mr. Brightside where he's saying he's fine and he's not. I think he is genuinely saying, let's start this off on the right foot. I read 
this differently. Uh-huh. Um, I read this more like how DJ Khaled says, DJ Khaled at the beginning of every song. This is pop boy band, and it's like, yeah, as if to say, boy band coming. <laughs> Commence the singing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Either way, you know what? It's a green light. It's, yeah, it's, still, it's, it's a so green positive. Yeah, Beginning. Yeah. Let's start this off. Happy. You are my fire. The one desire. We're, we're getting a, a person in the song. There is a person. That person is the light, is the fire of yeah. the soul of the singer. Yeah. I would say usually fire and desire are the verb of a sentence, not the noun. Like they're the feeling or the evocation from the human but in this one he's saying the human is these things so to me it's almost like a if you are the embodiment of desire that's pretty high up in the ranks of things that's like the snake in the garden of eden like you are the apple that i want to take a bite out of right and because this person is the desire our character does does not have the person Yes. Oh, definitely. It's in a state of not actually having this person. Right. But you know what? Now that I think about it, it's not the apple. It's the desire between the person and the apple is that person. So it's like not even you're what I want or you're, you are the way I feel about the thing that I want. Like it's it's kind of detached in that way as well. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. You are the, the magnetic force in between me and the right. apple. Right. You aren't what I want. You are the Act of desire. The act of wanting, yeah. And you are the fire that is making me want something. Like, that's pretty bizarre. Believe when I say I want it that way. Mm. Our uh, main character is, is saying to this embodiment of embodiment, desire. Yes. First of all, they care that this thing believes. It's really that. earnest. I mean, the, a lot of it is quite conceptual, but this is like, believe when I say is like, I really need you to believe me. Like, I really feel straight up honest about this. Right. And why do, I guess we'll call our protagonists like the Backstreet Boys. The Backstreet Boys. <laughs> yeah. So why do the Backstreet Boys find it important for their fire desire to believe them? Like, that is that where you're saying the earnestness is in? Because they care that mm. the fire knows this information yes right because if I, they didn't care then then the thing is just an object yeah just, but the, here's what i want but this is like believe fuel. me believe me i want it that way yeah now here's here's where it all here's comes where apart. It, here's where we start getting confusing I, the way that i think this is is that he wants to be in love and desirous and that's what he wants he wants to feel desire I think that's as far as it is at this point. Or is what the Backstreet Boys want, is it the way it currently is, which is that they're not together, yeah. but that it's yeah. the desires there. This is what I think the song is saying, that he wants, or the Backstreet Boys want, to feel desire towards something. But not get it? Or uh, inconclusive? We, yeah, inconclusive. I think they want to be in a state of wanting, and they need to believe the want is the want needs to believe that it is wanted right yeah yeah no got, we're, got we're, all, we're on the same page okay so we got it we got it that yeah. is uh we don't have a uh, debate here <laughs> i i'm not sure i can debate with myself this right is now. extremely this whole thing is is a mess of of words it is but we are two worlds apart and why here's my question why is that bad yeah like, why is this there a is but? the whole thing that i thought you wanted yeah 
He wants there to be a distance and a tension. But not this tension? Is it Maybe too it's far? too much, yeah. Because yeah. you can't reach to your heart, which is the next line. So Can't reach to your like, heart, yeah. Because maybe it's like, I need it to be close enough. But also, I got a question. We've all had this kind of desire before, at least mm. the one we're picturing, and we don't like it. Why are yeah. these people desiring? Why are the Backstreet Boys desiring, desiring it to be this way? Maybe it's like a crush. Maybe you want to have a crush on somebody without actually doing anything about it. Because hmm, that's I, a legitimate thing. I now have a new a theory to okay. think about because that provokes something. I like having crushes on celebrities, mm-hmm. and it does not hurt me. No, and it doesn't <laughs> and ruin and anything. Fun. Yeah, and that could that make could be sense because I could say I want it that way to random celebrities that I like to, you know, joke about. And then, but we are two worlds apart, can't reach to your heart. That kind of works. That is a nice sentiment. The but, the but is what makes it confusing yeah, to me. Yeah, because again, I still don't. Because this kind of works for what they want. Yeah, unless. Yeah, boo. Hmm. Can't reach to your heart. Ah, oh, but wait a minute. Can't reach to your heart when you say that I want it that way. So this is conditional. The heart is blocked when the person says that they are aware that the Backstreet Boys want it that way. So here... So now you're saying that the, maybe the celebrity wants them? No, I'm <laughs> saying that the celebrity becomes aware because they, they say that I, that I want it that way. Right, right. You're saying the celebrity or the... the Fire desire. Yeah, the fire desire, when they call him out and say, hey, I know that you want it that way, right. that suddenly gets weird. And that that's two worlds apart. Like, no, 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 no. I don't want you to be aware or acknowledge that I want it that way. Does, right. does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, I hear what you're saying. This is so semantic. <laughs> the, oh, I knew this was going to be a lesson in grammar. Oh, it is. Yeah. Mm. But we are two worlds apart, can't reach to your heart when you say that I want it that way. So it seems like the two worlds apart, can't reach to your heart, is caused by the person, the desire person saying, I know that you want it like that. Right. Yeah, I know that you want me without having me. So maybe that's it. Maybe it's like, maybe that person wants more or wants less or wants something but as soon as it's acknowledged which is actually kind of creepy it's like i'm watching you from the shadows but if you look at me and say hey you're watching me from the shadows that's suddenly this is not cool for me anymore maybe the desire fire that the backstreet boys are looking for is and they know it's an un unattainable yeah version of the person they have in their mind. Oh. So if, if they actually get with them, then it's they know it's not going to live up. Yeah, that's probably it too, yeah. So the concept of the person is the fire desire, but when they actually come at you and you get in touch with them, yeah. suddenly it's it's not quite right. Or maybe it's that the Backstreet Boys are five people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they can't have it because... Because there's five there's of them. Five of them. And this person is like, actually. I guess we'd have to see. The I'm music into video to see. <laughs> oh, they're in an airport. Yeah, I know. So they're probably in transit. <laughs> I don't know. They're taking the airport to the to the worlds. Yeah, to see all worlds. the different desires. It's like a, it's oh, like the a video two worlds. Game. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Chorus. Chorus. Tell me why. 
Should we start there? Yeah. Who are they asking? Are they asking the fire desire uh, or are they asking us, the audience? They're asking the audience and we're like the friends hearing their story. When we perform this, the audience says, ain't nothing but a heartache. So are they asking the person or are they asking whoever they're telling this story to? I mean, the audience, you know. Oh, yeah, because that's also the audience could be saying, tell me why. And then you're saying, oh, it ain't nothing but a heartache. Or like you just said. We as the Backstreet Boys could be saying, tell me why. And then they're, and they're like, going, oh, hey, don't worry, man. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're screwing everything up. You're screwing your life out. Just... Well, either way, somebody is objecting to this whole stance. The Backstreet Boys are saying, tell me why. And then and the audience responds, yeah. ain't nothing but heartache. That makes this whole chorus make sense. Can I run through the whole chorus and then say why? And we could just talk about the chorus Please as a whole. Please do, yes. All right. So the whole lyrics of the chorus is, tell me why, ain't nothing but a heartache. Tell me why, ain't nothing but a mistake. Tell me why, I never want to hear you say I want it that way. And if the Backstreet Boys are just saying tell me why and the audience in response is saying the other things, Mm. then the audience in response at the end is saying this whole phrase, I I never want to hear hear you say say I want it that way. And they're basically like, this is a bad idea. (laughs) You're like, no. This is some constructive feedback from friends. Yeah. I never want to hear you say this ever again because it's annoying. And think about when you go through breakups and like you start repeating the same things over and over and and your friends are like, hey, you got to stop saying this. Yeah. You got to stop thinking this. You keep saying this, but it's not true yeah so this whole relationship was stupid and you're saying you want to watch this person but they're annoying when you have them yeah you need to stop with this that Mm. does make a lot of sense that makes too much sense for me to want to go back and reanalyze it because that works yeah but if we reanalyze it we're going to find flaws yeah so let's (laughs) let's not i think yeah i think the whole thing is let's try to get this as close as possible to meaning anything because I sat with this for probably half an hour and still couldn't make sense out of it. But that way works. Yeah. No, I didn't even think of this until you brought up mm. this is kind of a call and response thing. It is. Because that's what the, the Backstreet Boys do. One of them says it and the other's all wah, 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 in response. Yeah. And I now- guess I just look at the Backstreet Boys as a whole. <laughs> because there's not like one singer singing the other lines. So I feel like they're just a whole. If anything, they're five parts of the same maybe they're five dudes going through the exact same very bizarre crisis at the same or time maybe it's like inside out they're just five <gasps> that's em- it emotions. they're five different internal responses to this one very strange relationship yeah. so he goes on am i your fire your one desire yeah so i think at this point uh, the audience has said, I never want to hear you say I want it that way, but they're not ready to let go. So they're like, I'm going to go right back to <laughs> I'm just going to text her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, am I your fire? So they flip it back on this person. But then again, like if that person doesn't want an actual relationship, maybe this is like an online thing or like, you know, when like people who have CB radios, like ham radios strike up relationships with people they've never met. It is 1999, so I guess it's like they're in the AIM chat room. That's it, yeah. This is like that messenger thingy where you you just connect with somebody and you don't know anything about them. Yeah, and then she puts her away message up. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Back in 2012. Mm. So, yeah, for somebody who's just been like, I don't want to be in contact with you that closely, but I still want to know if I am important to you, if I am also the way you express desire. Yeah. So maybe the maybe they do have the Backstreet Boys do have contact with the fire desire mm. but limit it 
Limited. to certain pieces of information or yeah. certain aspects of a what a normal relationship would be. Certainly not. Not a face-to-face one. And not trying to be all in. No, not trying to be all in and not trying to have any kind of responsibility to each other or any kind of real world action. It's just the embodiment of wanting something. Right. Okay. And But then, then he says, yes, I know it's too late. But what, what was it the right time before? When was the right time? Doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So is it over already or is it too, just too late for him to be the designer? Maybe it's 1 a.m. Oh, it could just be it's late. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe like because they don't know each other, they might be in different countries. Right. Well, they're two worlds apart. Maybe they're in different worlds and it's four per clock over there. (laughs) (laughs) Could be. So let's imagine she's in Italy and he's in Hong Kong. Right. And it is too late to really be asking. Okay, so then it's just like literally time and space. So it's nothing to do with yeah, this is the state of their relationship at all. Now that means the next time we sing that, we have to sing it with less emotion. Okay, we can like, do that. I, I'll talk tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go back. I gotta signing off. Um, yeah. But I want it that way. Yeah, so. just so you know, we're still gonna talk about this tomorrow, <laughs> <laughs> like we have for the last year. <laughs> So I think this one makes slightly more sense than the first verse because it is kind of a through line. I am I your fire? Uh, I know it's too late, but I want it that way. Like, I want to be your fire. So this is the thing. I think the first verse was all about his feelings and his desire for desire, but not actual activity. And now this one, he's like, I just want to be your desire too. I want it that way. I just want desire from you and nothing else. And the Backstreet Boys still just want desire, like we've established at the yep. beginning. Yeah. Little crushy, flirty times. Right. Chorus again. I wonder if it was the other person discussing it with him in the in the choruses, tell me why, and then they're saying, ain't nothing but a heartache, ain't nothing but a mistake. Oh, that's a way to view it too. Yeah, is that he's saying, please tell me why. Tell me why what, though? Like, tell me why is it ending or are you unsatisfied? Like, what's the why there? Right, right. Mm. Also, I like the idea maybe of the first chorus being him talking, Backstreet Boys talking to the fire desire and asking, and the yeah. second is the friends because it kind of it, yeah. it increases the scope you yeah, know, of what's yeah. going on. But yeah, what is the why? What's tell the me, why? Tell me why. Because is she trying to end it? Is she Not really. I mean, we've never, it's never in. No, it's never said that that person is, unless it's the too late, is actually an ending of things. Maybe this is where the uh, the M and M's come in. Oh yeah, tell me, tell me why can't I eat M and M's? It could be can't reach to your heart. Like that could just be the why he's circling back to. Why can't I? Or why can't we even be on the same page? Or well, maybe it's maybe each one is different. So there's an there's an silent predicate to each of these. Tell me why this thing. And then tell me why this thing, and then tell me why this thing. And it doesn't really matter for the context of us in the song what those things are because this is somebody who is who is going through that part of a relationship breakup, non-relationship breakup, where they're like mm. spiraling in their head, coming up with all these different things. You got to tell me why this. You got to the like yeah. logicking. So it doesn't matter what the thing is. But you know what? The answers are very dismissive. It's like, I'm not going to answer you because this is just a heartbreak. This is just a mistake. I'm not going to give you any tangible answers. But then that also kind of plays into what he seems to want, which is not to have any definitive 
anything in this relationship. So to be dismissed and to not be given any firm answers on like, why aren't we together? Like, she's like, eh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Right. Like that kind of, maybe that is what he wants. And in that case, when he says at the end, I want it that way, he's saying, he's, yeah, he wanted all actually of this. this chorus is kind of how I want this relationship to be. Me kind of crying. So, so he's just like this masochistic to himself. Could be, yeah. Could be he wants to be in this state oh. in between having and not having. Well, he's in, maybe... They're in two different worlds, so maybe in this world, this is what love is. <laughs> maybe. Maybe this is what he wants. So we go to the bridge, which is going to complicate things even further? Yes. Now I can see that we've fallen apart. All right. <laughs> was it ever together? Yeah. This is the question. I don't think it was. Uh, grammatically, no. But now I can see. Okay, so this is the point. When things have fallen apart, from the way that it used to be, Okay, that, that's implied. Yeah. <laughs> now we can see that it's fallen apart from the way that it used to be. Two verses ago? Is that what he means? Maybe. So it's fallen apart maybe because they're together? Maybe it's Could happy. be. Or maybe there was too much ain't nothing but a heartbreak and it went from being a question mark to an actually it's over. Like actually right, this yeah, is maybe, a mistake. Maybe he was teetering on this fire desire that he wanted and, mm. it's, and it's a fine line and it, and it like flipped or maybe just with time fire desire like dies or... maybe it does maybe this is a very delicate little flame or that the character has uh, matured and realizes this is a horrible <laughs> idea to, <laughs> to live this way very possible maybe, mm. I don't know maybe it has something to do with distance one of them moved one of them went to college mm. um, something happened and now things are different a different version of the thing. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. You know what? Maybe let's let's turn this whole thing on its head. Maybe this whole thing is positive. Even though it reads as very negative, now I can see that we've fallen apart from the way that it used to be. No matter the distance is positive. I want you to know that deep down inside of me, that that's all positive. The first heart maybe what if Oh, I think I have an idea. You, <laughs> t- you tell me first. What if that's what he wanted. He wants it to be sort of apart. Maybe it was a normal, complicated relationship where she like wanted Taco Bell and he wanted Chipotle and they fought all the time. And now that they're a bit distant, now they've fallen apart from being that close. Now he feels like he's back in the zone of being like, ooh, I don't know if this person likes me. Ooh, I better tell her that I like her, you know? Yeah, that's kind of what I was going to go with. I was saying, I was going to say it's actually creepier than that, though, <laughs> is that now she's annoyed. As she's like, she doesn't want this anymore. And then he's like, okay, but no matter the distance, no matter how far you go, <laughs> I want you to know that deep down inside of me, it's still everything I want. This is what yeah. I wanted. <laughs> well, I think, yeah, yeah. I think it's somewhere in in that vicinity yeah. of like, I want a shitty relationship. Yeah. I want to not see you ever, but want you. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're kind of on the same page. I cannot believe this bizarre song that makes no sense. You and I have, maybe, maybe it's like when two like villains get together to, solve a problem and they <laughs> have a truce. This one is so unredeemable that we needed to work together. There was we no did. way that you and I could have different opinions. That's right. We had to put our petty squabbles aside yes. to save the world. 
All right. Deep down inside of me, you are my fire, the one desire again, which is pretty straightforward, as we've discussed. And, but then they go, you are, you, you are, are, you are, are you are. are. That to me is the creepy part. It's like, you are, you are, you are. Well, I'll never forget. <laughs> now he's like, he's got friends in the room. <laughs> like all these friends were there for this whole conversation. Or it's just him. He's going nuts. He's going, yeah. You are, you are, yeah. So it's, it's like hypnotizing himself. He's just, he's just falling deeper and deeper into this thing. I will not change from my opinion of what I want. Yeah. Don't want to hear you say, ain't nothing but a heartache. So it was she saying it the whole time? Oh, God. Was she going, ain't nothing but a heartache. Don't want to hear you say, ain't nothing but a heartache. But then previously, we have theorized that that's what he wanted was for her to say that to keep him on the hook the whole time. Maybe he doesn't want her to have a heartache. He just wants her to be neutral. Maybe he doesn't want her to say anything. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't want her to have any opinions because it goes on. Don't want to hear you say, ain't nothing but a heartache. Don't want to hear you say, ain't nothing but a mistake. I never want to hear you say, I want it that way. Because he doesn't want her to say anything. He doesn't want her to express opinions or preferences of any kind. Maybe he just wants to see this lady, whether it's online or it's like celebrity in a magazine. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to hear you. Say, I want to put what I want out of this onto you. I want to project you. onto you. Yeah. But then every time the celebrity comes up in TV and starts saying things that contradict the idea of what Yes. The putting on them. It's like, no, 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 that doesn't go. Ooh, this makes sense. Because then the whole first verse, you are my fire woman, I believe when I say I want it that way, that that works with that. We are two worlds apart. Yes, can't wish your heart. Yes, when you say that I want it that way. That would explain that even having the awareness is too much. Yeah, screwing it up. Screwing it up. Tell me why, tell me why. At the very least, knowing this is true is on the way to... This could, screwing up. Yeah. This could just thoughts. be a pure stalking situation, which would make a lot of sense then. And why the friends are like, I never want to hear you talk about this again because I will have to alert the police. Yeah. Stop talking about what, what's a celebrity in the 1999. Um, like, it was kind of pre-Britney. Oh, Shania Twain. Shania Twain. This is all about it's Shania all about Twain. Shania. Oh, and she would not put up with this. No. She would say, I don't want it that way. This is a mistake. My bodyguards she will would, see you shortly. She would sing any man of mine to them. Oh, yeah. But then he said, see, this is where it gets awkward because he's saying, tell me why, tell me why, tell me why I never want to hear you say. So he does a lot of asking to be told why, but a lot of total rejection of anything that she says. Hmm. So I do think this is a situation this person is in entirely on their own. And any kind of reciprocation or intrusion at all is not welcome. Right. This is voyeurism now. Then at the very, very end, we have, you know, the music kind of swell, the last chord play while one Backstreet Boy sings, because I want it that way. And it feels like everything we just heard, he's like, yeah, that's what I want. Everything we just heard. Everything we just heard. That's what I want. That's how I want. I want it to be complicated. I want it to make no sense. I want you to shut up. I want to want you. I want you to have no part of me whatsoever. I want to be completely at your mercy. And I don't want to hear you say anything. And he's got it. He's He's got got it. According to the end here, he's got exactly what he wants. I wanted that way. 
There's no yearning at all. If we could summarize this song so that the whole thing makes sense so that we don't ever have to like delve into the details at all, what's our working theory for this? I would say this person is either talking to someone on AOL Instant Messenger, and I only say that as someone who wants this very, very late 90s, early 2000s song to evoke more late 90s, 2000s memories yep, for me. this is a valid reason. Or a celebrity in a magazine and a, you know, on TV, whatever. Mm. Um, so some, some kind of unattainable. Yeah. Figure. Or even like the girl who works at the milk bar, you know, and yeah. they, they come in every day and like freak out in front of her and she's like, that'll be 90 cents, please. Right, right, right. Yeah. As long as there's little to no real relationship contact with this person. Definitely. But a, a lot, enough of seeing them and visualizing them for it to be constantly on their mind. Right. The Backstreet Boys want it to be this complicated. Now, why that is true, I don't know. Maybe they're a psychopath. Maybe there's a deep fear of commitment or even right. openness because at no point do they say, I want you to want me, like that other classic 90s hit. Uh, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they don't want her I to I think they him. don't if, want... If they, yeah, if she wants them, it, it screws it up too. Yeah. yeah. You know what? In that context, when the second verse, am I your fire, your one desire, Believe uh, I know it's too late... But I want it that way. Maybe it's like it's too late for you to get to know me at all, but I, I'm fine with that. I want it that way. Right, right, So right. then the whole thing is like... Right, because she I got really, engaged. Yeah, right. or like, yeah, well, like whatever reason, whatever the reason for it being too late, he's very much okay with the fact that he might not be her desire at all. Right, right. Yeah. I think this is a one-sided stalky song. So is this what, what you'll think of when you sing it now, or is it still a mess of words? I think 14-year-old me is just going to go, ain't nothing but a heartache. And I think 37-year-old me is going to be like, oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, we spend so much time analyzing these that once we do it, I can't not sing a song and not think about this time when we're Mm. recording. It always is. It it, it almost becomes these songs almost becomes these experiences for me of (laughs) discussing them. That's true. Um, And thinking about what they mean so deeply. (laughs) I Uh, definitely have sung songs on stage and been like, I remember that I don't get what this line means. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) But you know what? I think now I will definitely be way more aware of how little or how far you have to go to make this work. I will definitely be aware as everyone else is singing along of me thinking like, you don't know what this means. I'll be th- and and I'll think like oh you were just like me yeah. you're just like me who didn't know this means nothing. <laughs> Let me share the joy of this podcast with you. <laughs> I listened to the version that they rewrote to make it make sense, and I really didn't like it as much as the version that didn't make sense. Yeah, people like to say certain words <laughs> mm. and like to sing certain so, words. Yeah, I think in terms of like it is an exercise of language. It's not a conscious exercise of language like ironic is. Or even like something like Mellow Yellow, where they're just stringing words that feel good in the mouth together. I think this is just a playing with how many relationship yearning kind of phrases can you cram in and make rhyme. Right. And to that end, it is a 10 out of 10. <laughs> well, I want to end on a 10 out of 10. There, so let's call, it, let's call it a 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Yeah, 10 we'll out of sing 10. again. Yeah. <laughs> and we will. We will. <laughs> All right. I, uh, I think we should wrap it up. Mm. 
Thank you so much for getting lyrical with us. I've been Karen. I've been Kyle. And if you like this, please give it a five-star rating on your stars, on your, your podcast format, wherever you found us to listen. And follow us on Instagram at Let's Get Lyrical Podcast. Where we will update with ridiculous things. And send us your thoughts. If you have a theory about this song or any of the songs or any song in general, please get in touch with us because we are always looking for feedback and ideas and um how you're feeling about these analyses. If you've got a different idea, let us know. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye.